Oh, hello. I didn't notice you there. Why say, I was just about to read one of my favorite Christmas tales about a great nihilist and founder of existential atheism. It's a story of whimsy, warmth, and the true effect we can all have on the imaginative landscape of modern thought. It all begins in the land ravaged by the horrors of war and modernity. It's April 1945. Frederick Nietzsche's ghost is hovering over bombed-out Berlin, taking in the results of technocratic arrogance and total war. 40% of the population has fled, and 75,000 tons of bombs have been dropped on the city. It is truly an impressive achievement of modern science. Nietzsche, realizing what his philosophy of the will has led to, becomes severely depressed and exclaims, Oh, gee. Oh, golly. Oh, Heilinger Strostak. I wish my philosophy had not been thought at all. Then, suddenly, Nietzsche's guardian angel Clarence appears. Oh, Nietzsche, you mustn't will to power such a horrid thing. Also, I'm your guardian angel, but don't think about the metaphysical implications. No, no, I insist. The world would be better off if my philosophy had never been born at all. Do you hear? I wish my philosophy had never been born at all. With a resigned look, Clarence relents. Very well. All of a sudden, a hole and bustling Berlin appears, new, shiny, and thriving. Wandering around this nearly pre-modern wonderland, Clarence and Nietzsche run into Martin Heidegger, who is now only a crazy bum, panhandling for spare change. Nietzsche exclaims, Martin! Martin, what happened to you? He couldn't call you the last metaphysician and get tenure. Now, instead of being in time, he is being in rubbish. Oh no, one of the major architects of atheistic existentialism. But, you see, he could not be an architect for atheistic existentialism, because your thought wasn't there to lay its foundations. Strange, isn't it? Each man's life touches so many other lives. When he isn't around, he leaves an awful hole, doesn't he? Nietzsche is nearly in tears. What about Sartre? Tell me he's okay. You don't want to know, Fritz. You just don't want to know. But Nietzsche is so importunate that Clarence finally blurts out, All right, all right! He's an organ grinder in front of Notre Dame de Paris! They go to Paris, which, incidentally, was never occupied by Nazi forces because a Nazi movement never developed. Nietzsche runs into Sartre and begs that he recognize him, but Sartre can only grind out the tune of Frère Jacques. Jean-Paul! Jean-Paul, say something to me! Say something about slime or how other people are hell! Nietzsche is devastated. Clarence then gives him the worst news of all. Because your thought was never thought, Sartre could not have a major impact on academia. Deconstruction will not develop, and Derrida will have to make a living performing cringeworthy stand-up comedy. Because your genealogy was not thought, Foucault will have to make all his living as a male prostitute. Say it ain't so. Albert Camus will go on to become the next Graham Greene, except without all the adultery! This, this can't be happening! That's not all! Ayn Rand works as a train conductor! She will never be inspired to write manifestos thinly veiled as novels and then promptly denounce your inspiration! And libertarians are even kind of normal! Oh, no. Well, that's actually fine by me. 
And because your Ferlish Vishen Shaf was not thought, everyone now thinks God is alive and well and all is right with the world, and Neo-Neo-Thomism is now the academically chic philosophy! Stop. Please, stop. Alan Bloom will not make ragging on you into a cottage industry for conservatives! What have I done? No undergraduate will ever wear black, smoke clove cigarettes, and act morbid because he knows your nauseating truth, for your nauseating truth was never thought! So you see how one man's philosophy can have a major impact on all our lives! Nietzsche runs back to Berlin and collapses in front of the Brandenburg Gate, crying. I want my thought to live again. I will it back into being, please, Clarence. Let it be willed back again. Let it be willed back. He rests his poor, desperate mustache on the pillar of the gate. And when he raises his head, he sees to his surprise, bombed out buildings again. And Soviet T-34 tanks bulldozing German reserve infantry. He is ecstatic. He runs through the center of Berlin, passes a half-ruined theater where the triumph of the will is playing, and yells, <laughs> I love you, famous Nazi propagandist actress Frau Riefenstahl. He passes the Reichstag and yells to it, I love you too, old bombed-out Reichstag. He throws a snowball at a Russian soldier. Russian soldier shoots him. Well, well, what a delightful evening we've had. Truly, a story of our times. But alas, my dust boot of brandy runneth dry, and I am blacking out. So, for everyone here at the Problem with Reading podcast, I'm Brevin. I'm Steven. And I'm Sam. And Merry Christmas. We're so happy you could join us this evening. We do like to have fun here. For legal reasons, everything you just heard was satire and or a joke. So please don't sue us or cancel us. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.